Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It. This is not a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. This is our mini episode where we talk about the Winchesters. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are talking about Season 1, Episode 2, Teach Your Children Well. Mm. Uh, We just recorded the pilot episode. And I just realized we didn't talk about that John said the thing. The thing. He said the thing. He, he said, said, saving people hunting things, it's what I'm meant to do. And I damn near lost my mind. Yeah. Twitter lost their minds, that's Kat for sure. Kat didn't lose her mind because she didn't realize. Megan just had to explain it to her. And then I remembered. <laughs> and I literally watched this episode last night. So <laughs> going well, guys. Going well with my short-term memory. Yeah. This, it's, it's, it is the, it's the American way. Yeah. It is the British, British way. way. Sorry, it's it's Christmas here, or it's getting close to Christmas. It's getting close so. to Christmas. It's it's a great quote from Sam the Eagle from the Muppet uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes, please go watch it. Please, it's on Disney. Um, so we're here. We're talking about the second episode. Mm-hmm. I'll give a quick official synopsis. Yes, uh, which is John and Millie are on different pages about his new interest in hunting, and Ada tries to bridge the gap. Mary follows a trail from her father that points to the disappearance of a teenage boy in Topeka. Meanwhile, Carlos has a heart-to-heart with Mary as Latika dives into her books to identify the monster. Mm-hmm. So I think first let's talk about the 70s, which mm-hmm. is when this is set. Oh, it's so good. This is, this, is, this is what I have to say. I think I, probably like a lot of people, have been very spoiled in these last five or so years in terms of production mm-hmm. of shows not set in the current era. You know, yep. we've got Peaky Blinders, we've got Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, and most recently in terms of kind of the 70s, even though it's sort of more late 70s, we had Mindhunter. Um, and they obviously had considerably bigger budgets than a CW show that mm-hmm. is not guaranteed more than one season. I mean, Mindhunter's like bloody David Fincher after all. Just, I think I was like, I wish this was even more 70s. And I understand why it's like budgeting limitations and mm. stuff like that. There is that. a bit of a sepia-tome film on it. Yes. But I just, I don't know. I just, I think I just, I wish that it, like, it's really beautiful and they've done a really good job. I think I'm just, I'm so spoiled now. Yeah, from- it's the... It's the expectation, like the yeah. bar's been set by so many other shows that did have bigger budgets or come yeah. from bigger networks, and then you come here and you're like, oh, so it's like going from going from like name brand to like, you know, supermarket chain brand. Yes, it's like oh, I'm not disappointed, mm-hmm. but I'm also not enjoying this. I'm not not enjoying it. I'm enjoying it very much. Oh yeah, I but just think that it doesn't. It's a little and, bit obvious. Yes, but then I'm also like. Is this intentional? Talking last episode about the unreliable narrator of Eugene, him putting his own spin on it. Put is because he's telling this story. It's it's told from his perspective, I guess. We're not he's sure. He's telling who knows. it by the sounds of it. Like on the first episode, it sounded mm-hmm. like he was talking at us. Like he's yes. going, he's going to tell us the story, or is he telling someone else the story? Yeah, and potential questions I need answered. Yeah, and that's potential. So he's putting his own what he believes the seventies were because he wasn't yeah. there in the seventies. I mean, he was there in the seventies, like briefly, like, briefly for like a day, and it makes sense if that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've said that you've, mm. you've that little seed in a little head, and now it's got a little sprout. Yeah, there's and this is this is the, this is because, the thing about this this show is that you're like, oh, this is just a budget thing, or oh, these. It could know, be. An, I'm. It could be something, mm, or it could be nothing, and you're like, you know what? I'm doubling down. Mm-hmm. I reckon. One hundred percent, because because Dean is telling mm-hmm. this story. Whoever he's telling it to, question mark. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was in the seventies for one day mm-hmm. when he time traveled. Yep, 
Yeah. Strap yourself in, guys. We've got, we, we will talk we about it when so we get there. We have so much to talk about. It makes sense. Yeah. Because there's a couple of things I'm like, huh, that seems pretty new. Mm. Like, not on brand for right now. Like, mm. no one's walking around with an Apple Watch because yeah. I'd be like, okay, continuity, guys. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? Or what the fuck is that? It's a, it's a little bit too shiny, brand new. Mm. It doesn't have that brown lived-in feeling of the 70s. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of, there's more pops of colour than I realised. Like, Carlos, when we get there, so essentially mm. they go to like a... Um, a commune. A commune. Not mm. a cult. No, not a cult. It's not a cult. I mean, there's no indication that it's, it's a cult. It's very much just like... The 70s, love, peace, let's get off the grid. Yeah. Let's live. Let's Post-Vietnam War, obviously, yep. was very, very big. Very big, big on... You throw the shackles mm-hmm. of, you know, suppressive society, live your best life. Yeah. Um, and I'm here for it. But what Carlos is wearing seems very, it's like, it's not jarring in the sense that it doesn't belong there, but mm. it seems a bit too, like, you know, when you go to a, people go, I'm having a 70s yep. disco and people rock up a little bit too, and you're like, oh, well, our parents were all from the 70s and you see what they wore. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Okay. Expectation versus reality. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering now that you've said mm-hmm. that, because there's a couple of things similar to what also love what Lata is wearing. I love that oh, skirt. That skirt. So beautiful. Like her whole outfit is a ba- is so beautiful. And I'm one again wondering. Mm-hmm. Also, Mary's outfit seemed a bit they picked it up from, from Forever Twenty One. Yes, because I, I want to talk about Mary I want to talk about Meg Donnelly's physicality in this episode. We'll get there in a sec. But Yeah, so she- I'm feeling like a lot of Yes, it's someone's interpretation of what they thought the 70s were. Yeah, and like I'm again, like if it's not that, that's fine. The production is really doing the best with oh, what it's they have. The, and to again, create a whole a whole world that's a different time period, not on a Netflix budget. But it would make sense because mm-hmm. Dean is narrating the story. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that he's telling it from what he knows and his reference and his that's and that's and, that, and that's, that's what sucks me in it. What that's what's like, sucking in is that's like, is just this an act is this just working with what they have which i have no issue no. with i i am aware that no. i have been spoiled yeah in recent years with shows that oh, have yeah. the budget to like go to go ham go full fucking fledged tan and that's what makes me think and again mm-hmm. we know dean loves his 80s we know he loves his old rock he loves his 70s as well but he loves his 70s also, like you said he was he i mean he was born in the end of the 70s he was born in 1978 i think canonically canonically i don't know guys i might have been wrong on that I'm thinking about when Jensen was born, but like it's they're, yeah, they're basically the yeah. same age and in it's, real life. So and it makes sense. Like his parents would have mm-hmm. influenced that as a young child, and because he is telling the story, mm-hmm. it makes sense that he's putting his own spin of it of what he knows, reference wise for seventies. And he mm-hmm. went there. Remember, he did time travel. So I'm just I'm just saying it. There's a lot of little things. Like again, Carlos mm-hmm. wearing that beautiful kimono which you if you haven't seen mm-hmm. the episode guys go see it it's great but to me i'm like it fits but it also just a little bit too doesn't fit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it just seems like it doesn't seem right for the time period but like it does at first glance yeah but the more you look at it you're like huh it doesn't yeah it just doesn't quite have that lived in feel yeah. and again if it is not that i'm sorry guys yeah um i'm not trying to throw shade at the production design no no it's no shade thing this is just always a- Supernatural is very clever. Very Supernatural is very clever. Very occasionally, clever. Ac- mostly, often accidentally, but often not accidentally like, at all. Yeah, so you kind of go down this rabbit hole and mm-hmm. it makes very, like, again. And obviously it has that CW look and feel to it. I should say that because, yeah. like, 
all oh, of yeah. their shows have a very similar yeah vibe. Yeah, almost unreal kind of. Yeah, not quite the real world. Yeah, kind energy. of like just just slightly off center. Just yeah, slightly. And I, this is it has that, that as well. It has that, yeah. but I think it's like slightly off center. But add an add five degrees to that as well. And again, we could be just misinterpreting. We could also be imagining that what what we what we know as a seven is expecting mm-hmm. but you're very right like it's very it still still seems very bright it's mm-hmm. still it doesn't seem gritty yeah and that might change that might change yeah but yeah so we're going into we're trying to work out kids are going missing mm-hmm. they run off and join the commune mm-hmm. this commune we find out is basically unwanted souls or people who are rebelling mm-hmm. against like the man i.e I, mostly their parents yes. or in one case, someone who was grew up in an orphanage, mm-hmm. just basically living their best lives, wanting to be more mm-hmm. healthy, more in tune with themselves and the earth. Yes. I'm here for. But yes. But people are going missing in, going that, missing in that world. And we do get a lot in this episode of, of like a little bit more kind of... Monster of the week. Monster, very monster of the week vibes. Um, some people pointed out this is very similar to uh, Wendigo. Mm-hmm. In terms of the, it's a very monster of the week episode that kind of lets you live in the world a little bit more. Yeah, it gets you knowing the characters more on a like a a deeper level, more mm-hmm. of where giving more organic options for conversations mm-hmm. and learning about the characters and their dynamics. Yeah, and it's good because you do definitely see that, obviously, especially with John with his mum. Yes, um, we so see that. I found out because um, obviously the Super Wiki has added a whole section on the Winchesters, and I found out that the uh, managing editor of the Super Wiki, Jules, has actually been working as a consultant on the Winchesters. Okay, well, Jules, I feel like she got us. Jensen yeah. had us. She's just adding extra protection. Yeah, so she acted as like a special technical advisor to help them, like steer the ship which totally makes sense yeah. because yeah. the wiki does have everything it yeah. has all of the little bits and bobs um so yeah so i just thought uh i just thought i'd throw that in there but i obviously am using the wiki i found out millie winchester who we didn't ever hear about in the in supernatural no she was created by one of the other writers of supernatural so she's oh. not been created for this show she actually already existed in the background they just never found a way to work her into the show but she's always existed and it's always been this idea because John was a mechanic. Dean is a mechanic in uh, the start of season six. He sort of goes back and forth of like yeah, that's true. how he can earn money. We obviously know that Henry was in the Men of Letters and he's in the show. He's not really portrayed as being like hands-on. And so this idea that Millie was the mechanic. Yeah. And I kind of like that. And apparently there was a little bit of pushback on the internet. People like a woman in the seventies. And the wiki was like, here's an example of uh women in history being mechanics for your perusal. Um, yeah. particularly post war, yeah. where a lot of women and their younger women would have taken men's up- roles. Mainly like World War Two. Yeah. When men went off to war, mm-hmm. it's not like Women were like, oh, no, don't get me wrong, not all women did that. Not no. all women did that, but there were women who definitely s- took the ranks. Yeah. And they f- were good at it. So, again, let's also stop. Having one perception of a particular yeah. time period I think is really dangerous and I think it's, you know, that idea of, like, the Victorian era being very uptight and very, like, controlling of women. Yeah. And it was, don't get me wrong. It was. But, Some like, parts of it's it. very um, oversimplifying to think mm-hmm. of things in a particular way. It's like this, like, there's a, there's a bit of, like, 
idealizing of the simple world of the 50s as well that's happening a little bit out there where they're like a time where like men were men and women were women and everyone was happy aside from all the children who grew up to be serial killers because they didn't get shown love by anybody but you know yeah like but you know yeah yeah strokes yep 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 and again it's one of those things like it's kind of i have an issue with it because it's like yeah the 20s were about you know prohibition and Mm -hmm. glamorous like but there also were some really bad times in the 20s Mm -hmm. a lot famously um but it's just a lot of yeah i didn't oversimplify a time period or gender roles and i'm not saying that gender roles were fine and everything was cool yeah nothing was today let alone back then but i think that it's oversimplifying to be like a woman never would have been a mechanic and i think there's something as well because like lawrence kansas obviously is now like a standard sized town but it was very small for a very long time and i think there's something about small towns Mm -hmm. where you think that they're going to be really close-minded and often sometimes they are but a lot of the times they also just like people don't care as much they're like oh yeah there's a the mechanic her name's millie they're like a woman they're like yeah, a woman. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, very much so. So, someone mm-hmm. who grew up in the moving around Australia, lived overseas mm-hmm. that, as a child, then as like preteen, moved into a small country town. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's some close mindedness mm-hmm. there because religion and that does filter through. But no one bats an eyelid when someone from, you know, a farming, like a farming family comes mm-hmm. into town and. The wife is a bit rough around the edges because, you know, she's working the farm, she's toiling mm-hmm. the field, she's working on machinery. No one bats mm. an eyelid. You're very right. Yeah. You've very, you mentioned that and it's very right. And yeah. I think very much that's where it's come from. And also yeah. Millie even says, like, her dad was a mechanic. Yeah. So and it's like it's a Winchester family Millie. thing, but on her side. Well, so not a Winchester guy, whatever her, her maiden, maiden name, name is. And she bought that because Henry wanted to make a happy kind of thing. And like, yeah. oh, well, this is your job. Like, let's create this garage or take it over yeah. or rename it. And it works. Like, yeah. I at no point have I gone, oh, a female mechanic? Because mm. that's fine. It's a thing, guys. Stop trying to stop going, oh, they're just trying to make it more modern for us. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Go back in the 40s. Yeah. And even just then, like, a lot of women kept those jobs. Like, yeah. factory jobs. A lot of women kept those jobs because it gave them independence and gave yeah. them worth. Or they found ways to move it into the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know, Julia Childs is a great example of that, that she was in the secret service or uh, whatever in the second world war that's where she met her her husband and she was like invented a way to prevent sharks from eating all of their minds and like she was out there doing the biz like the julia Childs. the julia Childs. that's where that's where she met her husband that's where she met paul was they were in uh i want to say china maybe together um, they were deployed overseas and yeah, they worked for the secret service. He was like designing wall rooms and he, she was, um, being a, like, not a spy, but like she was out there doing the biz. And then obviously after the second world war, she then became one of the most famous cooks of all time. Um, but so like she took that like independence she was giving, given and like ran with it, ran with it. And I think, you know, a lot of women did that and a lot of women were not allowed to do that, but she obviously didn't have a husband telling her what the hell she could do or couldn't do. Um, and so, helps. and she had to support herself in an era where women struggled to support themselves. And again, I think sometimes having a small town, it's like, people just don't give a shit because they're like, that's just her. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's the weirdo woman that we've got as the mechanic. And but she really, does good job. But she does really good work. But yeah, I like that we're digging into a little bit of their relationship 
Um, I like that we are digging a little bit into the dynamic of like Carlos being like, well, obviously I'm the star, but Mary wanting to sing, singing from the songbook, the Campbell songbook, Mm. as, um, as Lata says that, you know, my way or the highway, um, which is that she's very bossy boots, very bossy, very goes in, you know, they, they think they're hunting a shifter, um, a shapeshifter or a mimic. Um, and it takes her a little bit to actually listen to what people are saying. Mm. Lata eventually says, no, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's something else. And it turns out to be a witch. Yeah. It's basically from my understanding is, is a horrible mother who didn't treat her children very well. Southern American from Mm -hmm. maybe from Colombia, I think Mm -hmm. she said. Yes. And essentially she becomes part of the earth and she comes to take bad children or disobedient children mm-hmm. to her lair where she will devour them. Yeah. Latunda is what she was called. Yes. I just I just checked. So Yeah, that's my basic that my Yeah, and I that seems like, pretty right. And so that's obviously playing into this commune um of disobedient children. Of disobedient children. Um and you know obviously we have this showdown in this episode between quote unquote Millie and John mm-hmm. um where Latunda comes and impersonates because that's you impersonates mm-hmm. the person you're rebelling against. Mm-hmm. Um, so for one, because how it all started was obviously a boy went missing, and mm-hmm. they they both Mary and John did what Sam and Dean did. They acted like friends. They dressed apart the to play, mm-hmm. and they played uh, Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, uh, Lin- uh, not Lindsay. Um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, so I think this is their this is their first alias and yes. on, sorry let me find it uh, Christy Christine McVie I was gonna I don't know why I was thinking Lindsay which is obviously from Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great and I I was here for it and so obviously they they're trying to get more information from the dad mm-hmm. to try and work out and he sort of leads them to the commune so yes. and again it's very every month of the week very we know the we know the rhyme the rhythm mm-hmm. that of this but yeah it was just a really good episode but again. You mentioned um, Mary's physique, and I want yeah, to look back physi- to that. Her physicality, because they obviously go undercover, which Carlos is very excited about. We oh, get yeah. A, we get a one-man rendition of um, Aquarius from the, the musical oh, Hair. Which is great. That scene, I was just like a little bit where I was like, oh, okay, okay, mm. okay, I see. This is this is not supernatural. No. That's not a scene would ever appear in Supernatural. No. Him like... You know, he's dancing around and he's singing Aquarius and he's looping everyone in. And then yeah. you're like, Lada's singing. And he's like, no, no, this section's a solo. And then he's like singing and he's like getting John in. And you can see John's like finding joy in this. And yeah. you're like, okay. Because the John we know. Would never. Would never. And I just think, and, and Mary's kind of laughing, but she's very kind of like grouchy Dean. But then they go undercover and they're all dressed in like commune clothes. And yeah. Carlos is obviously living it. And oh, he's John living- looks very cute. I keep. Being like, oh, okay. And then I see him and I'm he's cute. Like, Drake is a very cute man. Like, he's mm. very tall. Which? Too tall? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's too tall. Yeah. Compared to how tall Jeffrey Dean Morgan is. But also, uh, young Mary is also quite short. Teeny tiny. She's she, she itty bitty. Teeny tiny. Um, Which, again, I don't know if it's right because... In my head, Mary was a little bit tall as well. Yeah, so I'm the actress that plays Mary in obviously the show. Yeah, Samantha Smith. I'm not sure either. 
I should really look it up, but I probably won't. Yeah, we won't. Um, I have to do enough research for the real episodes. Yeah, look, this is just fun. <laughs> but is- I just like that she was in this, like, everyone was, you know, he looked really cute and he kind of looked fairly comfortable. Lata was obviously also, like, living it up in this oh. beautiful kind of floral skirt and little crop top. And like, I love that, like, that patchwork skirt. Like, mm-hmm. that was gorgeous. Her and her little, um, with her side braids, her two mm-hmm. ponytail braids. I love that. But Mary was wearing, like, a white dress, but she physically is very still like uncomfortable in it like she's not very i you know traditionally feminine or leaning into no. it she's got that discomfort of this clothes that's not her type of style yeah i'm which is funny that they didn't put her in a skirt and crop top because i feel like yeah, she probably would have pulled that but up a i kind bit more. of liked the physicality side of it yeah. of her being fi- like i thought mcdonnelly did a really good job of kind of they don't really talk about it but she's she's she's, not, she's not, inhabiting that discomfort yeah like it's you can see like it Dress is also, while it's meant to be free-flowing, it's mm-hmm. very tenty on her. Yes. Because it just is, which yeah. I think was also a choice. Like, she's obviously found something that doesn't – she's gone boxy. Like, yeah. she's not very comfortable in a dress, mm-hmm. so she's gone one size above to make herself mm-hmm. get lost in it. And it's yeah. very those vibes. Because she's still wearing her, like, boots underneath. She's yeah. still wearing a choker. And I just thought that that was really interesting and I felt very intentional mm-hmm. s- visual storytelling for oh, who yeah. Mary is. Um, um, speaking, speaking of visual storytelling, which has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the story, I love that Carlos is wearing a kimono with mm-hmm. fringe mm-hmm. and the tie, that, mm-hmm. like the robe tie, mm-hmm. he's wearing as a necktie. Yes. Um, I love that to say. Yes. I love his clothing sense. Um, gets it i love that in the first episode which we didn't yes. talk about carlos was like oh these clothes john we're gonna change you i'm gonna fix you yes and we get like a mini like montage of him picking out clothes for him do we yeah because he kind of picks up some clothes for him because he's oh, like yeah. oh this in the back of the van he's oh, like, yes, oh yes yes he's like oh not this oh no i was thinking montage montage and no, i was no, like no. i don't remember this happening no, um, no, no. <laughs> montage esque kind of like esque yes and we also get to dig a little bit into Ada's character. So in the first episode, she gets possessed by the demon. They suck the demon out of her with this box that we find. Demon uh, box. They, they, this demon box that they found that's been created by the Men of Letters. It's got their symbol all mm-hmm. over it. Um, and in this episode, she is kind of dealing with the aftermath of being possessed by a demon. Yep. Um, and she goes and speaks to Millie. She goes to speak to John's mum and she's like, well, I knew your husband and you can see Millie being like in the biblical sense and and did you lay with my man because I will cut you and she's like no 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 we were just friends but like I knew him and I'm just coming to you know just reassure you because Millie's not very happy with John going off and hunting she's like this is just like what your father did and one day you're just going to disappear like he did and I'm never going to see you again yep and she sort of like comes and sort of extends I think without anybody knowing this olive branch of like, mm. this is where they're staying. This is the motel that they're staying at. Mm. And they have this conversation about this jasmine plant that's Which out I, the front. My point out, she didn't know what jasmine was. And I'm like, bitch, that is the, mo- that, that plant gives me a headache. I can't have jasmine. Love jasmine. I love jasmine. Jasmine is my favorite smell. Oh no. Instant headache. Like oh. in, it's like red door, like instant headache. <laughs> it's, if you know what, re- if yeah, you know that reference, Elizabeth Arden Red Door. I've aged you. I've fucked your age. Instantly, instant headache. Yeah. Instant, and I love the plant. I love the flowers. I love that it's bushy. I love the green. Mm-hmm. I love it all. 
But yeah, and there is jasmine in this, like where we live. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm like, oh, I can see that plant. I, I got to walk on the other side of the road because <laughs> I'm going to get a headache. And it's, it's just, I don't know what it is, but my brain just goes, and migraine. Yeah. It's only been in the last five years though. So yeah. it must be an age thing. Like I never really liked the smell of jasmine. Yeah. If I was around it too much, I would get a headache. But now it's like instant headache. Bizarre. This is important because it's like literally like my favorite smell in the world. I get it. With a close second being wattle. Oh, 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 wattle on the other hand. Come at me, baby. <laughs> Love that smell. That's a very Australian smell. Oh, yes. Middle of summer, hot. Oh, yeah. Mm. But yeah, and so she takes some of the jasmine and she's like, it's for protection. Um, she mm. tells Millie that it's been planted for protection and then she uses it to make tea. Mm. Um, to then it seems like maybe tap into this demon, tap into the residual memories. Yeah. Um, she's in the clubhouse. She's in this like beautiful kind of atrium, atrium greenhouse. Yeah. Witchy, wonderful yeah. place. Um, she's obviously been exploring the clubhouse, which I also like at the end of this episode, they've clearly like cleaned it up. They've done the like classic montage, mm. be it, the one from Casper or the one from Jumanji where they're like clean the whole house and it's all like wonderful. They've cleaned up the clubhouse. It's got yep. a pool table now because it's fancy. Where it's where they live, I guess, when they're they're all yep. hanging this out together is, as, their, as the Scooby their gang. Home, their homing beacon is the clubhouse. Yeah, their, their home base. Um, and yeah, she's tapping into this this demon and and trying to find out more mm. about the Akrita and what they're doing. Um, trying to figure out what's going on with Samuel. Do you know what I will say? Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit jarring. Mm-hmm. And again, could be the Dean influence. Because mm-hmm. I'm making that stick until it doesn't mm-hmm. stick. Okay. Is all the female characters, besides Millie, mm-hmm. have acrylic nails, but they have acrylic nails that are... I know. Some... I don't think that this was intentional. I think this is you. I wouldn't have been a clock that. I clocked it because I'm a lady who likes her nails. Yes. I am all about my nail care. Nail and cuticle care. Thank you very much, ma'am. That's a, that's a me thing. Always have been, always will be, mm-hmm. for I understand. But yeah, they all have acrylic nails. I don't think that Dean would know what an acrylic nail was. True. So I think that this would just be a yeah, like cognitive dissonance. Ada, a... Ada has very long ballet mm-hmm. style nails. Yes. Like, Latter has very bright orangey square nails. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Mary does have nails, but I think they're like maybe a French tip. Maybe it don't quote me. That always takes me out because I, I do look at people's hands. Yes. I know I'm a, that made me sound like a creeper. But I do <laughs> when I watch TV shows because if they're wearing if it's meant to be like Victorian and they're mm. wearing sparkly nail polish, I'm like, bitch, please. Yeah, we do see Ada making this tea mm-hmm. to obviously tap into the residual memories mm-hmm. of the demon that was in her body for a week. I'm gonna say, yeah, which is interesting, and it's interesting to see someone. Who has been possessed. Who has been possessed, who's then reckoning in a way with it or yeah, trying to, to understand what happened rather yeah. than it being never discussed again. Because what, what what we see in Supernatural, we always see it from the boy's perspective. We never see it from the victim's point of view. Yeah. Of the, or the person who was possessed's point of view. Because mm-hmm. um, nine times out of ten, they generally die. Yes. I mean, which, again, when you think about it, kind of wraps that like story up so you don't get that question of, what happens afterwards? Yeah, I mean, they deal with it a little bit in season one with like whomstever Meg was possessing, where they were like, "This was once a girl" and that yeah. sort of thing. But over the, the course of the seasons, it slowly drops away. And I think there's a like brief time where Sam's like, "We should stop just killing all the demons we find because they're people." But that doesn't last very long. And again, mm. this is a little like in in a sense, like I don't think that they're trying to change 
the plot of Supernatural, no. the canon of Supernatural, but I think a little bit maybe of this is them being like... Make it a little bit more well-rounded as may, well. Like, let's, let's correct some of the stuff that mm. Supernatural didn't quite nail or didn't yeah. quite land. Because so. I never thought about it until this episode. I'm like, oh, mm. yeah, there's a lot of people that they would have saved that we don't see because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't assume that they just go to sleep when we don't watch them. Yeah. Um, things are happening behind the scenes. But you assume that not everyone dies or they kill them. Mm. Um, and it makes sense, like, from a show perspective, why, oh, we got to stop killing all these people. And it's like, well, you're killing them so that you don't, so there's no plot hole, like there's no gaping plot hole there about this demon that lives in this person. Like, because people will start asking them, well, can you touch on what happens to these people after they've been possessed? Yeah. And they're doing that now, which makes more sense to do it now in this seat, like in mm-hmm. the show, because it gives them, it's a main character. Yeah. Who was a little bit leaning into the occult anyway. Yeah. And it kind of see their progression, how they reckon with it, what was actually revealed, mm-hmm. what, how they're dealing with it post, post possession. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think that gives it the time and the air that it needs to work out what happened. Yeah. And I kind of like as well the idea of this complementing supernatural, not trying to replace it, but trying to mm. be like, giving more airtime to these things or allowing for more time because it can um and you know and so i think that that's really interesting of it as as like a a complement a complementary pair with supernatural Mm. because you it supernatural was very much like here's my story arc and Mm -hmm. here's what's happening bang 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 and it was it's very fast paced yes this show will probably pick up i reckon in season i'm sorry episode three maybe four yep it'll start it starts getting a little bit yeah megan is nodding yes Mm -hmm. um so I feel like it's taking the time to allow for these extra bits to filter in. Yeah. But not, again, and just slightly fill little gaps mm-hmm. in Supernatural. And I'm saying slight gaps. Yeah. Because, again, I didn't give it. And, you know, I like to know the things about. Yes. That no, I like to ask the question no one cares, cares yes. or thinks about. But I like that they're given the time because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, when she was going through and she was like mm-hmm. trying to get the, I was like, oh. I actually didn't think about that in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that we probably should talk about. Yeah. And again, it's, I think, a bit as well of the sign of the times as yeah. public, uh, comparatively. Yeah. I really uh, loved the inclusion at the end of Teacher Sean Well by Crosby, Skills, Nash and yep. Young. I love There's that. something about those close harmonies mm. that's like ASMR for me, where it's just like so soothing. soothing yep. These like beautiful close harmonies. But what we do get at the end, obviously, we see the Scooby Gang, which I'm going to call the Scooby Gang for any Buffy guys, you know what I mean. Um, they're hanging out, they're eating pizza, they're, mm-hmm. they're chatting, um, you know, there's this sense of unity coming yep. into their, like, um, team. As, as a team mm. um, coming together, which I think is really fun. And, you know, they've sort of, Carlos and Mary air their grievances where he's kind of like, you need to start listening to other people. And she's like, Correct, I do, which is, again, interesting. Yep, character growth. Character growth. Um, but at the end we see this mysterious hooded woman going oh. in and, and stealing what's left of... Do you know who I think it is? I think I think you know. I think I do. Go on. Rowena. I would love for it to be Rowena. Because I was like, the rings, the cape, the spiders? The, the weird spider monster the creature things. things. I was like, um, um, and she's kind of sucking the essence out of this Colombian creature. Yeah. And, and I think I'll just say, because I've watched episode three and four, put a pin in the fact that it seems to be from Colombia. Um, the fact that it seems to be an international. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. I don't mean that they're going international. I mean, just just put a pin in the fact that it's interesting that there's a oh, an international vibe of an inter- There's an international creature that's somehow made its way. To I really hope it's their- Rowena. God, I hope it's Rowena. Wouldn't that just be the best if it was Rowena? Oh, that would make me. Oh, come on, Rowena, just like causing shenanigans in the seventies. And I think we joked about this when we first talked about it last year. We yeah. talked about like imagining Ruth in like some like high pants. Yeah, some like full bell bottoms. Just absolutely. Peasant top. Yes. Just, or even just like kind of her being like Fleetwood Mackie, mm-hmm. um, Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Kind of, mm. But yes, I think that obviously plays into the Ikrita and like whatever that mm. is and what's going on. The bigger plot, yeah. the bigger arc is that she's collecting the essence of this creature that's dead and would she wanting it to be killed? Questions, 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 questions. So many questions. I mm. love it. But, and it, do you know what? It's really nice to watch something where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it hasn't been, it hasn't, and it's keeps you going back for more. Again, the whole mm-hmm. point of, again, kids. Weekly TV. Weekly TV was all about keeping, me, not cliffhangers, but like, yeah, like little, like little, like sprinkles where you're like, ooh, Crumbs. ooh, I wonder yeah. what this means. Yeah. Ooh. Who's the man? Who's the man that um that Dean not Dean? Who's the man that John met? You yeah. know what's what's going on with that? Who's this chicken? Who's in this gorgeous ro- and I'm beautiful I, robe? Beautiful robe. That's why I'm making me think because mm. it was giving me it's giving me Rowena vibe. I could be wrong. I could be hundred percent wrong. You could be hundred percent wrong. I don't know. I I I know it would be great though. Oh, wouldn't it be great? I have no idea how the, much. There's rings, though. I feel like the rings are also, because, like, you see the hands. Yes. Can't really tell if they're female or male hands. Uh, they do have beautiful red nail polish, and I'm not saying that men can't wear beautiful red That's, nail polish. But there's beautiful rings. But I would say the 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 hand is quite feminine. Yes. So, but there are rings. I feel mm-hmm. like they're meant to give us vibes. I'm just like, I feel like it's Rowena. Oh, my God. Like, it's a Rowena. Because mm-hmm. the actress, Ruth, and Jensen mm-hmm. are good friends. Yes. Like very good friends. Like she loves him. Yes. And he loves her. Yes. But in platonic ways. Yes. And I want it to happen. Yes. Because wouldn't that. <gasps> Megan would But hit. here's the thing. Imagine the possibilities of who they could have in here. There's so many angels. Are we talking about my favorite angel? Which is not Cass because Cass will always be. He's the angel I want to bang. Uh, I, I said so much in- to talk about. Um, well, um, we already a know tricks, uh, a certain tricky man. We, I was talking about that. I was also maybe talking about an, an angel with a particular hatred for a late nineties movie, um, who were, went so far as to prevent the Titanic from sinking. That was that. Mm-hmm. Because <gasps> remember, we're now in the past, Cat. I don't know that this, but I'm just saying. Think of the possibilities <gasps> of all of these. Do you know char- that's Joel's favorite character? He fucking lo- I think because he also likes the actor that plays yeah, him. Sebastian's great. Um, but we do know for a fact as of recording that uh, Richard Spate is coming back. I don't know if he's playing um, Gabriel. I don't know if he's playing Loki, which is the god that he was pretending to be for all of we, those years. We, we just know that he's returning. Which um, is great. Which is great. And oh, I have Casanova. You mean Casa Erotica, but yes. That one. Hammer, Hammer, Hammer's, Hammer of Gods is one of my favorite episodes, and I cannot wait to talk about it. We have so far to go. We have so much to talk about. Anyway, guys, that's the end of our mini episode. I didn't say this last time, but all the usual stuff. Uh, go subscribe to us on your favorite mm. podcasting app. Leave a review, a nice one, please. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can for now follow us on Twitter. Um, we don't know really what's going to happen with Twitter. Oh yeah, because Elon Musk. Yes. So we, I did start a Tumblr. Um, in Ooh, case a Tumblr, Ooh, Tumblr, a Tumblr. Um, Ooh. which is just we will talk about it. So you go find us on Tumblr if that's your preference. And one thing we are going to do if we get enough emails, if we get enough interest this year, is uh, email us your supernatural stories. It can be stories yeah, about spooky. spooky stuff that's happened to you, mm-hmm. stuff that's happened to a friend of a friend of yours. Please, um, no creepypastas. We want real stories. I will Google if it sounds too outlandish. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, email them to us at we will talk about it pod at gmail.com. Mm. And if we get enough... Uh, we'll do a little mini app where we read out your spooky, ooky stories. That's right. We will. See you next time, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.